Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Work Party, the mini-sode. In these mini-sodes, we'll be sitting down with some of the many brilliant women who have work-partied their way to the top. We'll be asking for their best entrepreneurial advice for women like you, creating and cultivating the career of their dreams. Whether you're running the show or balancing your side hustle, we are giving you the Real Talk business advice you need. Today's Work Party Minisode is coming live from our Work Party Tour Stop in Seattle with Deepika Mutyala, founder and CEO of Tinted Cosmetics. After building a career in the beauty industry, Deepika dropped the 9-to-5 gig to go full-time vlogger, and now she's the founder and CEO of Tinted, the inclusive beauty brand with the tagline, for all the shades in between. Let's get the full scoop on how she's made these impressive business moves from Deepika herself, live from Seattle. Season one of Work Party, the podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn. Before we introduce you to our special guest, allow us to introduce you to LinkedIn, the world's largest professional network and our partner for season one of Work Party, the podcast. LinkedIn is a community of over 500 million professionals that are ready to help, support, inspire, and push you to achieve your goals. Whatever your definition of success is, there are people on LinkedIn that can help you get there. excited to talk to you, not only because I'm such a fan of you and everything that you're doing, but also because you're a a collaborator with Create and Cultivate. We've worked together on incredible projects. I've seen the launch of Tinted. I've watched it. It's amazing. I I remember being on like the CNC list like two years ago and I was like, me? Yes. I'm on this list. It was like a moment. I like to think we had a big part. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I like to think that too. Oh my God. No. Well, okay. So let's get right into it. I want to start at the very beginning. Um, because I think, like a lot of women at Crate and Cultivate, you had a very traditional journey. You had a nine-to-five job at the beginning. So can you tell us a little bit about the beginning of your career? Yeah, so I'm from Texas. Anyone from Texas? Woo! (laughs) Okay, good. Um, So yeah, I'm from Texas, and my family is super, super traditional. So 
doing a non-traditional job wasn't even like an option for me. So um, when I wanted to do anything in the beauty space, the only option was to go through the corporate side of the beauty industry. Um, so when I went to college, I was like a marketing major and just was in my mind, like I'm going to work at L'Oreal and be a brand manager, go to HBS and make my very Indian father happy and <laughs> then go start my own beauty brand. Like that was my mindset. Um, but if I had that Harvard degree and if I, you know, that, that would be okay in his mind. And as I was doing that, I kind of just went through this process of like, this is like not what I want, you know? It, you go through the motions of it all and you're like, this doesn't make sense. But what honestly got me to go from the L'Oreal side to the startup side was after a college internship, they didn't give me a full-time offer, which like... Their loss. <laughs> I, it's kind of like full circle now, but in that moment, it was my complete career trajectory was before my eyes just like disappeared. Um, and it, it all happened for a reason though, because that's what led me to Birchbox, which is a beauty startup company. And from Birchbox is when I started to do the beauty influencer thing and start where I am now, I guess. And so Birchbox, obviously, like very hot startup, kind of disrupting an industry. What did you learn there that you were able to carry on as you started your own, uh, your own businesses? All hands on deck. Mm -hmm. So when I started at the company, I was like a marketing manager for them, which essentially just meant, I mean, it, w it actually meant a lot of things. It was showing the brands the ROI of working with Birchbox. Um, but what I really did was I did content for them. I was organizing closets for them. I would do the CEO's errands if she wanted me to do it. Like, to me, working at a startup was showing the value of you as an employee. And I was right out of college, so to I just wanted to show them that I would do anything and everything. Um, so then they gave me anything and everything I wanted out of the of the job. I love that. And one of the number one question we get at Crane Cultivate is, when do I quit my job and start my company? <laughs> And you know what? I, I'm so curious to get your answer because we've definitely had a mixed mixed bag. So I had a unique situation. Um, I had a, a viral video happen that sort of for me, I was working at Birchbox for three years and it was this moment of what's next? Like I was already thinking, am I going to go to that HBS thing, make my dad happy or like start my own beauty brand like right now and just going through those motions and I just started my YouTube channel and filmed a video on my iPhone held vertically, not horizontally. I had, <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. Although in like hindsight, it means that like I knew IGTV was going to happen. Like I feel like <laughs> you're I way like, ahead of the I curve. Like ahead of the curve. Um, but I had that, I posted that video and it went viral and it was kind of like to me a 15 minutes of fame that it was like now or never. Um, I got an email from the Today Show to come on to do this segment on air. And I was like, I'm going to be the Indian Hoda. That's what's about to happen. I'm down. I'm so here for that. That's what's going to happen. So <laughs> I took that email as my sign because I think like deep, deep, deep in me, I wanted to be that role on TV, but it didn't feel possible at all. So I took that as my sign. So I know it's like a unique situation, but it was... I had no idea how I was going to pay my bills. But then you were a contributor on the Today Show, yeah. correct? <laughs> so you actually made that happen. I know. You know how good of a feeling that is, though? Because when I quit, everyone everyone was like, that's not how it works. You go on once, you have your moment, and then you move on in life. And I just remember my sister was my model. My dad was backstage. 
Kid Rock was sitting next to him, and it was <laughs> so funny to watch the whole different thing go Different than Harvard Business School. And kid, different from Sugarland, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, so crazy. But well, I'm so curious. What was the viral video about? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, I act like everyone knows or something. Um, <laughs> I used red, lips, lip, red lipstick under my eyes to hide dark circles, and the stills for it was, like, me with my crazy bags, red lipstick, and then, like, transformation. So I think it was, like, very clickbaity, but... I did not try. I mean, I used my iPhone. It was effortless, kind of. And I think that's why it worked. I love that. I mean, and one of the things I love about you, just talking to you, is, like, you always think big. Like, anytime you're like, well, I'm going to do that, I'm going to be on the Today Show, and then I'm going to go here, I'm going to start my own line. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. Like, I don't think people go into things thinking that I'm going to do it myself or whatever it might be. What, how do you get that inner confidence? I think for me, truthfully, my parents are like my driving force because they actually didn't have that opportunity. I mean, they came here as immigrants and like for them, the American dream was very different from me. What their idea was, was being educated and having respect in America. And I think for me, mine was like, I want to pave a path that no one else has and show other people that they can do it also. Mm -hmm. And having that sort of mindset go through my head was like, no one can feel like they can do it unless they see it. Like, when I grew up, I didn't see anyone who looked like me on TV. So I was like, obviously, I can't be on the Today Show. I looked in magazines. I was like, I didn't see anyone who looked like me. So no, I'm not going to do that. So I think it takes that sort of drive to say that I can't, like, why not me? And that, that kind of got me through it, yeah. I love it. So now you're living the American dream. You have your own company. You're an entrepreneur. But with that comes not a steady salary, not health benefits some of the time. Yeah, it comes with your own negotiations, your own contracts, your, you, know, you managing a lot of those yeah. pieces. What was that shift like for you? I don't remember the last time I went to a doctor. Um, <laughs> it, it was really scary. I mean, I would be lying if I said that it was easy. Um, yeah, so I quit my job at Birchbox not knowing when my next paycheck was coming at all. But I, I also knew that I had plan B's in the back of my mind. You know, some people say don't go in with a plan B. But to me, I was like, okay, I can go apply to business school. I can go work at a Lori. Like, I had worked at this amazing startup for three years. I can go back to any brand I wanted in New York City and go work for them. But when in your life do you get an email from the Today Show and this viral video with 10 million views to say, like, you need to go turn this into your dream career? Um, and so I kind of just, like, went for it. And it was really hard. I mean, I... And honestly, the best part is that, like, I j it was such a fake it till you make it thing. Like, I was my own assistant, my own, I was my own lawyer, which is scary. Don't do that. <laughs> I was, like, signing things. I mean, it was just, like, you have to just, like, fake it till you make it. I had a fake assistant at Deepika email mm. where I just, like, pretend. Classic. Yeah. I was my own publicist, right? But it got me far. Like, I was, like, uh, my boss, blah, 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 blah. Like, the, her rate is blah, blah, blah. And they're, like, okay, yeah. So, but it works. And so I think it's just one of those things that you have to make people believe that you're supposed to be there. And then they just start to see you there. It's so true. And I talk about this a lot in the book, Work Party. So there's a little chapter where I talk about how I paid my friends to sit in desks because I had a client come visit. And I was, like, our office is empty AF. And we need them to think we're way busier than we are. And it totally worked. And I am all about that white lie. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously now a big part of your business is partnerships with brands. So I'm sure you've partnered with L'Oreal, which must, must have felt real good. <laughs> Guys, I was in a L'Oreal commercial. I feel yes. like I have to like pat my back on that one because 
it devastated me when I didn't get that job because I had like a plan. You know, I'm sure some of you guys in here, like you have like in your mind that this is what I'm doing and then I'm doing this and then I'm doing this. And when one part of that falls out, it's like, now what? And so I think it, it it's so cheesy, but that idea of like everything happens for a reason is like the definition of my career. I love that so much. And so when you're getting approached by all these brands, what are you looking for in a brand partnership? Are there certain things where you're like, no way? Or what are sort of the parameters? In the beginning, I think the biggest goal for me was to create more representation in the beauty space. So I was saying yes to like everything. And I think that because my goal then was to say, I want other girls to see this and think that they can do it also. Um, I feel fortunate now that I'm like, I say no to the majority of things I get because my hope and goal is that there's now a space for other women who look like me to be able to get those opportunities. Like, I don't want it to be me. Like, I feel like I've created, there's this tokenism in the beauty industry where even when there is representation, there's like one of them in every campaign. And it's usually within the South Asian world, it's me or three other girls. And it's just kind of, ridiculous. And so I think especially with social media, there's so many other people out there. So in the, I went from saying yes to everything because of a specific goal and now pulling it back just for like a different reason. Well, and now you've launched your own brand, right? So Tinted, tell us a little bit about what Tinted is for those who might not know and what your sort of big dreams and big goals are. I just feel like after doing the beauty influencer thing for the past three years, and I started on the corporate side and then I was that 16-year-old girl who wanted so badly to walk down a beauty aisle and see makeup that was meant for me, um, and, and it, it didn't exist. And so going into the beauty industry on the corporate end and then being a beauty influencer, I feel like I've gotten to do every dream campaign I would have ever wanted. Um, and after doing that, it was to me, it was like, okay, so I need to launch this beauty, I need to launch this line. Like, that, that's the obvious next step. Um, but then when this viral video happened, it was like, well, now you have this opportunity to do something in the media and create this sort of brand around myself, which, by the way, is so uncomfortable. I mean, you, I, you, I mean, you know, and I'm sure a lot of you guys know, like, selfies is like, you just kind of feel selfie, at, silly after like the thousandth selfie, you know? And it's like, I'm also like, is everyone just doing this in cars? Hey guys, yeah. I'm on my way. I'm like, are we just doing this in public? Yeah. Like, is, there, like, is everyone just no? On it's like normal it? now. Yeah, I feel so like it's, it's just weird. Just, like, I just die when people are like putting their face mask on on the plane. I'm like, are we just? Is, is this the world? Oh I guess God. it is. I just did that for New Jersey Partnership. I love it. <laughs> so I like, was that girl. I want to be that girl. I'm just like. <laughs> Well, so I did it, and it was it was awesome, and there was a reason behind it. But I think the part that excited me the most was random girls like DMing me, and it only goes down as a DM with girls in my DM, and it's like <laughs> always girls asking for advice on like how to start their career, and I love it. And I almost became like a consultant for both brands and influencers on how to kind of partner with each other, and that was the most exciting part to me. Um, so for me, launching Tinted, and, and so, sorry, the name of it is Tinted. Um, <laughs> it's, my skin is not a trend. You can buy it on our site. Um, it, the whole concept is it's a digital community. Basically, essentially, I wanted to potentially launch either a blog or Instagram handle. And to me, the way people digest content these days is all through Instagram. I mean, you guys tell me, do you open up a browser or do you go to your Instagram first? Like, Instagram, right? So um, we launched in January, and the concept was for all the shades in between. And so what essentially started as something that I thought was going to be a place for South Asian women because I didn't feel like there was enough representation there 
has now opened up to literally being representative for a digital community for anyone who doesn't feel like they have a home. And it's so exciting to see because it's all just naturally progressed. Like it wasn't a forced thing. I would just post a picture of um, somebody with like facial hair, right? And then this like Greek, uh, a Greek woman would like chime in and be like, I have the same issue. A Latina woman would chime in and be like, oh my God, me too. Where do I go get laser hair removal? And you start to realize that there's a beauty conversation that's so much bigger than ethnicity or culture or race. And beauty ties people together. Like the same way, I feel like we know food ties people together, but beauty does the same thing. And it's just becoming so and more obvious with Tinted. And it just makes me so happy because I think that the internet can be a lot of trolls. Mm. And it's a very, very positive space on Tinted. It's amazing. And it's grown so fast. So now you're the boss. When it comes to leadership, what type of leader would you say you are? It's so interesting because I feel like so much of my day now is emotional support for the team. I don't think I realized how much of my day would go towards that. I mm -hmm. was just texting Sherry, who we both know, and I was like, I cannot believe <laughs> how much of my day is just making sure she's okay. Mm. Like, But that's important because at the end of the day, you're as strong as your team and your employees. And at the reality is that like, if they don't feel supported by the leader of the company, then they can't do their job well. Totally. And I feel like Sherry's my emotional support. Like, Same. Oh my God, poor woman. I know. <laughs> you and I are both just texting. We're like, help. Daily. Um, Sherry's amazing also. Amazing. Um, so anyway, um, you're now the boss. You have employees. When it comes to hiring, which I think sometimes can be the most difficult part of the job, oh, yeah. what are you looking for in an employee? There is a work ethic and passion I feel that I have and has gotten me to where I am in my career that I have, I feel like I've built this network of incredible people around me that feel so grateful for that have the exact same energy. And that's why, like, honestly, when I started hiring, I hired people that I already knew. Mm. Thank God, right? Because it's so much harder. Eventually, it's obviously going to have to expand larger than that. But word of mouth and networking and the people you meet, like, I attribute everything in my career and life to my network. Um, and it's really interesting how much, like, just making the effort in an elevator or going down the street and just, like, introducing yourself or just, I'm really big on just saying something kind to somebody, like, I love your lipstick, what is that? A, because I, like, really want to know, but <laughs> B, it just, it makes their day, and then it starts a conversation, and it's like, what did it really take out of me to do that? Totally. And you just build conversations and networks out of that, but I, yeah, to me, it's, it's, it's passion and work ethic. I think kids these days, <laughs> like I am not kidding. Like Different, yeah. interns, it's been it's been hard. But the, the hardest part for me was honestly struggling between full time employees versus contract and like mm -hmm. you know having part time people. Yeah, will they care as much if you're hiring them contractually? But also at the other end of it is like benefits and everything else that goes into it. It's tough. I mean, and there's also you know work to hire. So it's like you can test True. things out, which I always think is a good way to kind yeah. of start out, especially when you're like a new company, being like here's your year long salary. Here's your benefits. I mean, it's terrifying, especially if you're like, I don't even know what six months from now is going to look like. So I think, you know, I think the permalance freelance model can work really well if, if it's the right type of personality fit. Exactly right. And I, had, I learned that the hard way. Mm, I did yeah. the employee route in the beginning 
because I didn't know. I mean, you learn as you go, right? I've never been a CEO. I mean, I've been the CEO of my own business, but launching Tinted, it's this whole totally other different. entity, you mm-hmm. know? You, But I don't think, I'm not mad at myself for it because you do have to go through it to really just learn. Oh, 100%. I, it it kind of goes either way. I mean, it's interesting because my last company, I was like permalance, permalance, permalance. I'm a CNC. I was very like employee, employee, employee. So it, I, yeah, it just kind of, it kind of depends. But it's like one of those things where you find the good talent, you just hold on to them for as never long as you go. can never let go. Yeah. So the branding for Tinted is amazing. And you have all these really cute sort of like isms, like, you know, Tinspiration, all that kind of stuff as well. It, but the brand feels very thought out. Like it feels very um, on point. It's beautiful. It's really well curated. Can you tell us about the process of launching and the brand, the creative process, the logo, all that fun stuff? It does go back to saying having good people around you that are really strong, either employees or visionaries. And for me, this has been my dream since I was 16 years old. Like I was that girl who said I wanted to create my own beauty brand. Um, And to be able to start it with this idea of like a community and, you know, it's kind of just turned into its own thing, like where I wasn't even expecting the response and growth to happen this fast. I mean, it gives me like chills and goosebumps every night and when I think about it. Um, But the actual creative side of it was the most fun part. And I actually vlogged the whole journey and I'm going to release it slowly. But yeah, honestly, because that part to me is the thing that I don't think people get to see enough of. Like you see on Instagram, the glitz and the glam and the red carpets and Girl, there were <laughs> so many sleepless nights and so many days where you doubt doubt yourself. Not even days, like hours within a day where I'm like, oh my God, I'm in Forbes. Oh my God, like why aren't we growing? Oh my God, nobody <laughs> wants to talk to us. Why is there only two comments on this post? Like you just like, you spin on crazy things like comments and stuff and you try not to like focus so much on it. But it, when you're building, it's your baby. You know, you yeah. can't help but care. I feel like that doesn't go away either. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I know. Just something to look forward to. Um. I really think that, like, as you're building, though, you have to just, like, this is a healthy balance, and I feel like you probably do the same with Sherry. It's like, you get the right people's opinions, Mm -hmm. but don't get too many opinions, because then everyone's got a thought. Go to the people that you really, really trust and have as mentors, stick with them, and, like, really listen to them, and keep it to that. Yeah, I totally agree. We yeah. did an interview with Maxie McCoy, who's like a, you know, a big friend of CNC. And she was like, advice is a la carte. And I'm like, amen. I think that's so true. And I think when you have so many voices in your head over time, you're kind of like, wait, what was the right move? And then you start listening to everyone and then no one at the same time. So just like you said, being an influencer and a CEO has been super glamorized. Uh yeah but it's not necessarily the case. So what does a typical day look like for you? I was just talking about this today is that the difference in what the day looks like a year ago versus now. I mean, my day when I was living in New York City was like frolicking around the West Village, taking photos and like hashtagging like OOTD. And like that was, (laughs) and that to me at the time, but, and I see that now in hindsight as a CEO starting this whole new company making it sound like it was simple. But at that time, I only had me as my responsibility and my personal brand. And there's something so different about building something bigger than yourself Mm. and like having people that are looking at you every day for answers where if I decided not to answer something one day, that was on me. But if there's somebody on my team that needs an answer and I don't respond, the guilt level is like 10x. 
So, I mean, I'm going to be totally honest and say that I don't have it all figured out. I'm trying to create routine in my day. I try now Monday, Wednesday, Friday to focus on Tinted and focus Tuesday and Thursdays on Deepika brand stuff. Um, I talk about, like, I am... It's this, I'm just going to be honest. The Deepika brand stuff just doesn't excite me anymore after doing the influencer thing for three years. Like, it's just a space that I think looks one way on the gram versus what it is in real mm. life. And I think it's incredible that it's been able to give so many people opportunities that otherwise probably potentially couldn't have had those opportunities, including myself. Um, but building something bigger than just a personal brand, just, it just feels just better. Um, but I will say, I'm still figuring out my like day to day, and it 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 varies because things pop up here and there. It's a lot. Yeah, and I I mean I think it's so smart. I think we need more women building brands outside of themselves. Like, you know, a good example is Summer Fridays, Mariana Hewitt. I love seeing these women who have followings and, and have these things start building companies because then you're empowering and hiring other women. And obviously, Tinted's message is so important and relevant right now. But even like the Summer Fridays, Mariana specifically has started this thing called Founders Club where mm -hmm. it's a bunch of beauty influencers. And like literally on the way here, I was telling her something that one of my investors said and her response, she called me immediately and was just like, giving me advice and you're able to have this female support system that is so valuable because you feel like you're going through it yourself and you see one thing on Instagram and you're like, wow, like she feels the same way too. So I think having those people around you is so important. Totally. It goes back to networking yeah. across the room and finding the people who are doing similar but different things to you and getting the advice from them. So obviously Tinted's messaging is all about diversity and inclusion, specifically in the beauty space. This has obviously been a very hot topic amongst brands for, I would say, the past year. Who do you think is doing it well? And do you think real change is happening? Or do you think it's sort of a lot of pretty Instagram posts? I think it's a step. I think Fenty has opened up a lot of doors, mm -hmm. amen, which is awesome, but the goal and hope, and I think it's going to happen, is that inclusivity and diversity isn't a campaign, it's just the standard. Um, it shouldn't be an afterthought, it should just be, a, it, it, the goal in the future is that we're not going to say, I'm a brand that stands for inclusivity. That should just be what everyone does, and we're getting there, and the only way to do it is literally people like Fenty Beauty doing this, and and influencers, honestly, like the Jackie Inas of the world, there's so many people standing up and saying, we need to be heard. And uh, the louder you are, the more change is going to happen. It's pretty exciting. And I think sometimes similar to what you're saying is like pointing out the obvious. We were, I was just in Dallas with Nima Tang. I don't know okay. if you follow her, love her. But she also went viral because she was putting on the darkest shade of makeup and it was laugh it was laughable like on her skin tone she was like this is so dark and she's like laughing in the video but it highlighted a very real issue it's crazy. it's crazy it's crazy i mean it's such a chicken and egg thing and the industry like because beauty retailers only take certain shades and they only take certain shades because people are only buying certain shades but how the hell are we gonna buy it if you don't have it like it's such a back and forth cycle um but honestly they're being forced to make change whether the intent is pure TBD. And right. I, I mean, truthfully, a lot of them aren't. But at this point, I don't even care. The same way when brands put me in campaigns, I knew I was the token brown girl, but I didn't care because that happening made other brands do it and then other brands do it. And then it just becomes a cycle effect. That's the same way it is with inclusivity right now with any brand. It's just like they're doing it to do it. But 
I think that hopefully it's making a change, like you said, longer term. Um, So in terms of Tinted, what can we expect to see in the future as you build the brand? Man, so the conversations that are happening, it's just so crazy because the opportunities are endless. And I always ask people, I'm like, what do you want to see next? And um, so much I want to do, but... And I, th- I think you know this, too, because I think you want to do everything, but you have to remember your purpose and stay focused and remember, like, why you started this. But since I was a little girl, I wanted that beauty brand. So it's a work in progress. Make that dream come true. All right, we're going to do some rapid fire, and then we're going to go to oh, Q&A. Okay. So get your questions ready. Um, okay, no pressure. Okay. If I only had to wear one beauty product for the rest of my life, it would be? A bold lipstick. Mm. The most used app on my phone is? Instagram or an app to edit or something <laughs> to do with Instagram. To be an entrepreneur in 2018, you need? Resilience. I agree. Yeah. One thing I would tell my younger self is? You were right. Don't listen to everyone else. Mm. The biggest career risk I've ever taken is? quit my job because of an email I got from the Today Show. I mean, that's a good one. And I'm going to throw one in. Um, Who's a woman that's inspiring you right now? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm not just saying this. I was just telling your team this. You're killing the game. Oh, girl. I mean it. I mean, like, for real. Thank you. It's really impressive. Everything you're doing, and I actually don't get how you exist as a human. (laughs) It's crazy. But I do think, like, I mean, it's, there's so many, and I feel so fortunate. We It goes back to the networking thing. Don't be afraid to DM that person that you want to get to know. Like, honestly, somebody messaged me when I was in Seattle, and she was like, I'd love to meet you, and they, they, it was sold out. And I was like, come to my hotel. Come meet me. Like, I, <laughs> I just, yeah, because I, I just don't think that having, like, I don't know. I just think that that's how you do it, right? And I would have I wanted somebody to do that for me. And if I have the time and capacity in the moment, like, why not? I don't know. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You, you'll never get what you don't ask for. And I think you really have to put yourself out there in a way that's, like, meaningful, where it's like, hey, I want five minutes of your time, and this is, like, what I want to get out of it. I think coming to the table with a specific offer exactly. or, like, I, I, this is what I want to know about is so helpful versus, like, you know, blanket, like, my biggest pet peeve is somebody saying, I'd love to get coffee with you. You should always go to them and say your value add. Like, why do they want to get to know you versus vice versa? I'll really quickly tell you, like, the first time I saw Jessica Alba in, like, a hotel lobby, <laughs> I was, like, A, geeking out. But then, B, I was, like, how can I get her to care about me or want to know me? So instead of being, like, I'm such a fan, the first thing I said was, like, I don't know what I said, actually, in those 30 seconds. <laughs> it was something up. about... I'm a beauty influencer. I do the Today Show, and I'm wearing your truly very kissable lip color, and it's beautiful. And in that 30 seconds, she was like, "Sit down." And then we had a drink, and now she's been such a great mentor. So and I she feel was like, like come up to my hotel room. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a story. Yeah. <laughs> but it was cool. I mean, that just took. I mean, I was shaking. Yep. I was anxious. I mean, I go through so many anxious moments, but I just—it was a fake it till you make it thing. It's so true. And if you don't do it, you'll never know. you bought your copy of Work Party the Book? Part career manifesto, part practical business advice, Work Party the Book is everything I wish I knew during my early years as an entrepreneur. The ups, the downs, the things I learned and the women that helped me to make it happen. Just like in our podcast, Work Party the Book does not shy away from the nitty gritty details you need to know. If you hope to start your own business or become the HBIC at your current gig, we're here to help you out. Available in hardcover and audiobook on Amazon, also on iBooks at Target and your local bookstore. 
Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for new Work Party mini dropping every Sunday.